Hello, Radsters! You are listening to the Weekly Roundup with Alex and Dan, the only show that gives you the sounds of the South Coast. Most definitely and literally with seagulls and bells chiming from the cathedral down in Old Portsmouth in the background. Mm. I'm Dan. I'm Alex. And this week, we're going to be talking about films that were made from computer games. But should they have been? Hmm. It turns out, Alex, after doing my research for this, I've got more beef with computer game films than Colleen Rooney has with Rebecca Vardy. Oh, keeping it, uh, keeping it kind of fair there, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All you got to do, if you don't know what we're talking about, then where have you been? But, um... Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy. Rebecca Vardy, Wags, going at it. Surely that's. I just reflect on this, Dan. Surely it was. No offence to her, but a little bit too calculated and intelligent for Colleen Rooney, don't you think? Oh yeah, definitely. Did, would she have actually done that? Like blocked all the people in their story feed and just one by one selected and fed them false information. I just don't. I don't get it. Bizarre. It is. But anyway, um, I mean, I actually found there are some gems in the personal gems that I thought mm. actually pretty good. And I thought they were all crap. So I found this really quite interesting to, um, to, to research. So I'd be interested to see what you've dug up and perhaps, um, yeah, you'll see what I've come up with uh, with my own research. Well, I did a bit of homework. So if I'm going to kick us off... Do it. Warcraft 2016... Yeah, so I I never really got into Warcraft as a game. It's just these whole MMO type subscription things. I well, I couldn't get my dad mm. ever to to pay for it. He was too too tight. Fair play. And so I never really got on onto the film. But I know there's a lot of people who are really interested in it. Did you play Warcraft like back in the nineties, where it was a bit like Command and Conquer? No, I didn't. That was good. Okay, that that was probably the the best iteration of Warcraft for me. Yeah. But yeah, digressing here. So the 2016 movie was directed by Duncan Jones, written by Charles Leavitt, and based on Warcraft by Blizzard Entertainment. Yes. Uh, Starring Travis Fimmel, Paula Patton, Ben Foster, Dominic Cooper, Ben Schnetzer. Great name. Robert Kaczynski, even better. Clancy Brown and Daniel Wu. Okay. So the budget for this film was $160 million. And at the box office, it raked in $433.7 million. That's a good return, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not too, too bad. bad. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a premise. Looking to escape his dying world, the orc shaman Gul'dan. It's like a cool orc name of me. Gul'dan? Gul'dan. Yeah. Cool'dan? Utilises dark magic to open a portal to the human realm of Azeroth. Yep. Sounds good so far, right? Yep. Support- I'm on board. Supported by the fierce fighter Blackhand, Gul'dan organises the Orclans into a conquering army called the Horde. Oh, right. Uniting, oh, uniting to pro- project Azeroth from these hulking invaders are uh, a ring... Don't even know. Obviously, must have got so bored at this film. I can't even make sense of my notes. The mighty warrior Anduin Lothar and the powerful wizard Med Mediv. Mediv. 
Were you drunk when you uh, when you wrote, <laughs> when you wrote these notes? Quite possibly. Okay, cool. As the two races collide, leaders from each side start to question if war is the only answer. How philosophical. Mm. And um, you saw this recently, did you? Unfortunately, I got bored after 20 minutes. I turned off on the hour. Did you? Hashtag get in the sea. Wow. It was awful. But yet, millions of other people watched it to the point where it made 300 million on the uh, production cost. Indeed. How did it manage that one? Um, Rotten Tomatoes only gave it a 28%. Yeah, damning. Um, sluggish and der- derivant adaption. Derivative yeah, yeah. adaption, yeah. Wow. It was awful. I just, I've, I've never been inclined, and I know there was mainly negative reviews. I think some of the fan base were quite happy with it. $300 million happy with it, but mm. I've never been motivated to watch it at all don't bother good <laughs> it was awful <clears throat> so awful that I think I probably was drunk when oh, I right. wrote my notes yeah I can see the uh, the wine stains on the uh, on the writing there oh Christ that was a heavy night it was <laughs> um, let me try and pick up your your woeful feelings of despair then Dan please do because ordinarily with these things I usually hit the listener and you between the eyes with a negative one an yeah. absolute stinker. But I'm not going to do that with you, this one. I think there's actually a good one. Okay. I think there's a really good film adaptation. 2014's Need for Speed. Can't say I've watched it. Uh, starring Aaron Paul, who plays Toby Marshall. Uh, Dominic Cooper, yep. you just mentioned. Uh, Dino Brewster. Imogen Poots, which is an interesting name. Uh, Julian Madoon. Um, Kitty Coody is Benny. Rami Malek okay. from I, uh, Mr. Robot uh, Finn and Michael Keaton of Batman fame and Spider-Man Homecoming amongst others now you've never seen this before right? no the synopsis framed by an ex-partner for a murder he did not commit Toby Marshall played by Aaron Paul a financially struggling custom car builder and street racer spends two years in the clink thinking about one moment Fresh out of prison, he reacquires the fastest car his workshop ever built and sold, and seeks to enter a secretive and extremely high-stakes race known as a De Leon. Mm. His purpose? Redemption. Recognition from the world of racing and to solve his problems. Yet all this fades in comparison to his driving reason. Revenge. Okay. Above all, revenge. This is a story about love, about love, redemption, revenge, and motor oil all swirled together. Now, the budget for this was three hundred. No, it wasn't sixty-six million. Low budget. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most of that was actually the totaling of um, supercars, and they killed an awful lot of supercars in the production of this film. Worldwide gross made two hundred three million. So it's not a bad return. Not when you're spending not a lot of money. Most films these days, they struggle to get less than 100 mil. Mm. So it's done pretty well. Rotten Tomatoes, though, gave it a stinky 22. Oh, dear. Uh, the audience gave it 57. I'm with the audience. So the audience actually gave it far more favour than um, than the critics. Um, but the critics said, with stock characters and a preposterous plot, the noisily diverting video game adaptation fulfils a need for speed. And little else. Now, it is really quite cheesy. There are some really cheesy moments, which doesn't help. Um, well, it's quite a serious film. It's not a comedy. 
it's um, it is about street racing and about uh, ultimately finding revenge and and undoing some wrongs and um, and the likes. And Aaron Paul plays quite a, a serious role in it, quite likable. I think he does a good job, but um, there are some very cheesy scenes. I think it kind of takes you away from the from the scenes mm. themselves. But the stunt work's phenomenal. So if you see any of the behind the scenes documentaries, you know they flip um, Maseratis and McLarens and Lamborghinis. They do some real damage uh, to some real cars, and it's it is really quite a sight to see the amount of bank that's on screen at mm. any given time. Um, I really quite like it. It's one of my one of my most favourite modern films. So it's rare for me to say this, but actually, I quite like it. It is a modern computer game adaptation. If you haven't seen it, I'd say give it a whirl. Okay, I I really quite like it. I'll give it a blast. So that's uh, 2014's Need for Speed coming straight out of the uh, the starting blocks for me, and actually, I give it a thumbs up. So next up for me is a sequel to one of my all-time favourite video games, Final Fantasy VII. I don't think you mentioned that uh, that game before, Dan. Oh, I'm sure I did. Tongue-in-cheek, of course you have. Yeah. Um, if we go back to the retro gaming episode, which I think we did, what, about a year ago now? Yeah, give or take. This, I mean, this game was up there for me, so um, when fans were calling for a, a sequel, they got a film. They did. But should they have done? Well, I'll get there in a minute. So when I first initially watched this way back in 2005, 2006, when it was first released, didn't like it. It was just a bit trash. I think I, this is all CGI. It is, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get what's going on. So anyway, it is directed by Tetsuya Nomura, written by Kazugi Nojima. These are all Japanese names, Alex. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say that, them all. I mean, they sound pretty good. I think you're doing well this time around. Produced by Yoshinori Kitasi and Shinji Kashi... Kashimoto. Getting there. Okay. And developed by Square Enix and Visual Works. So, Advent Children is part of the compilation of the Final Fantasy VII series of media. And continu- continu- con- continuity... I can't talk this week, Alex. What's going on? It's a bit wide, mate. Of the highly successful 1997 video game. So this was released on DVD, so it never hit the big screen. In 2006, in Europe and North America. Yeah. So this takes place two years after the events of Final Fantasy VII and focuses on the appearance of a trio that kidnaps children infected with an unexplainable disease. That sounds horrible. Yeah, kidnapping kids. Awful, right? So, we see the return of Cloud Strife, who is suffering from the same disease, and he goes to rescue the children. He discovers the trio plan to resurrect the villain Sephiroth, using the remains of the extraterrestrial villain Genova. And he and his compatriots from the game fight to stop him. Oh, wow. Hmm. So, the film did receive mixed reviews, but critics praised its CGI and animation works. I seem to remember it, it looked really smooth, and it was quite groundbreaking for the time. I think it was all CGI, with some mm. some facial animation thrown in, I think, some, some uh, computer mapping, which did look pretty good, but 
I just saw a swirl of colours and thought, what the fuck's going on? What like, is going on? It's like it's like you just dropped a cup of LSD and just sat back and just watched I don't know, like, like Teletubbies. Yeah. I really had no idea what I was watching for like, <laughs> I think it's about 45 minutes. I thought, I can't get on board with this. I have to turn it off. But I mean, that was back in the day. But I, I, yeah, it's nuts. It actually received a Maria Award at the sickest film festival I never heard of it I've never heard of it either but um, well done but it won an award in 2005 and best anime feature at 2007's American Anime Awards okay I mean like I said it's just like a blur you don't really know what's going on but having watched it the second time around currently playing the original 1997 version yeah. on the Xbox One remastered there's some really nice sort of throwbacks. Like you get some of the music from the the original game. Okay. Um, it's a bit nostalgic. It's slightly reimagined. But did they really have to make a sequel as a film? Nah. And if you've never played any of the Final Fantasy games, could you watch this film? Probably, you probably could. But it does throw back a little bit to the previous games. Like you see a character that. Is deceased now suddenly appear like would you know what's going on there right um, but it didn't do too badly with Rotten Tomatoes yeah 33% it's not bad so it's a little bit kinder than uh, what Warcraft got yeah yeah but yeah one of those films I could take it or leave it it's okay okay but is it amazing no I'll give it a miss give it a miss but I mean Artistically, I think they achieved quite a lot, and those awards speak for themselves. But I, I guess the content, perhaps because I haven't played a Final Fantasy before, I just didn't know what was going on. Mm. So, um, wasn't for me. But what was for me more recently, and again, you'll probably see us in a couple of months in Christmas time of recording, is Wreck It Ralph, Dan. I love this film. 2012. I only seen it once, but I enjoyed it. I think I've seen it twice, um, and it was it's even more enjoyable the second time round. Um, starring comedian John C. Riley, yep. Um, Sarah Silverman, Jack McBrayer, Jane Lynch, and Alan Tijuk. 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 That guy. Yeah. Don't want a funny face. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, the synopsis, Dan. Wreck It Ralph longs to be beloved, as his game's perfect good guy, Fix It Felix. But the problem is that nobody loves a bad guy, Dan. Apart from um, Loki. Yeah. We love him. Tom Hitz. Um But they do love heroes. So when a modern first-person shooter game arrives featuring tough as now Sergeant Calhoun, Ralph sees as a ticket to heroism and happiness. He sneaks into the game with a simple plan to win a medal. But soon wrecks everything. Guess in the name, right? Yeah. Uh, and accidentally unleashes a deadly enemy that threatens every game in the arcade. Ralph's only hope, a Vanellope von Schweetz, a young troublemaking glitch from a candy-coated cars racing game who might be just the one to teach Ralph what it means to be a good guy. But will he realise he's good enough to become a hero before it's game over for the whole arcade? Ooh. Now, this had a budget of $165 million. It's total animation. DreamWorks, I think it is. Uh, worldwide made $471 million. Pretty good return. Yeah. Get this, Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know how much it gave it? Uh, I'm going to say it's probably in the 80s. 87. Certified fresh. Nice. 
your audience 86 so pretty much on the money for both audiences uh, and the overall um, review was equally entertaining for both kids and parents old enough to catch the references Wreck-It Ralph is a clever colourful adventure built on familiar themes and joyful nostalgia and I have to agree because they I don't know whether they got the rights to um, some of the characters or in certain parts of the film you'll see like a blue I think it is you see like a the back of like Sonic Hedgehog yeah, yeah. so you don't see the full facial profile and I guess they got away with the rights and the, the copyright and stuff but you get nods to so many different computer games Halo um, say Sonic Mario Brothers I think there's some pipes there somewhere which indicate yeah. they just throw it all in there but they're, they're subtle nods but it's all in a mishmash of this computer world and it's I think for me it's a nostalgia but it's quite a funny and heartwarming film just about you know a computer game that's just or a character that's just so sick of being a bad guy all the time just wants to be the good guy and win the medals and, and save the world and it's yeah. just it's silly but it's really quite fun um, I haven't made a second one I haven't seen the second one um, but uh, yeah this one back in uh, 2012 I really enjoyed it um, and to that end you know I mean Wreck-It Ralph is a, a 2D side-scrolling game a bit like Donkey Kong right yeah. so you scale up and down this building and break windows and Blake repairs it um, effectively it's effectively like Donkey Kong so Donkey Kong is like throwing barrels of yeah. shit at you as as he's climbing up and down the you know, the building and you've got to try and um, yeah, avoid that as you jump between levels same difference um, and because it's such a, I guess a simple video game there's not much of a story to tell there so they've built a narrative and then gone like through not the fourth dive, like the fourth wall, but yeah. they've they've gone to the next level of being quite self aware as a computer game, and um, I I thought it was quite nice, and I guess for that reason, because it is a simple concept, you can then build something around it, as opposed to a complex game, which we'll talk about I guess in some reviews a bit later on down. I think you picked up, um, and then having to then cross that or squash that into then yeah. you know, a two hour feature feature film just doesn't work so. I think for those reasons, this one does work. Uh, and for the reasons of Need for Speed, well, there ain't really a storyline to Need for Speed. It's, 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 a, it's a car racing game. So because in absence of any proper dialogue there, they kind of win and they work out. Mm. Um, so yeah, again, I'm bucking the trend here on the weekly roundup, but two strong starting films of mine, and they're both positives. I both enjoyed them. And I think you can do computer games in film. But they're my only two. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to hit us with another negative. <gasps> Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, 2001. <clears throat> I've got this one too, yeah. Uh, directed by Simon West, produced by Lawrence Gordon, Lloyd Levin, and Colin Wilson. Yep. Story by Sarah <clears throat> B. Cooper, Mike Webb, and Michael Caleri. I think I got that one right. And of course, it's based on Tomb Raider. Yep. Which we probably both played as kids, right? Uh, PlayStation 1? On friends' Playstations. I've never had a Playstation. I think I owned the first game. Uh, it was alright. But yeah, it was it was enough for me to want to go to the cinema to see this one. The scantily clad Tomb Raiding Femme Fatale. Angelina Jolie. Uh, we've also got Ian Glenn as Manfred Powell. John... Voigt. John Voigt as Lord Richard Croft. Yep. Daniel Craig. Yeah, very young Daniel Craig, and he's quite. 
I I think he had quite a subdued role in this, but then he hadn't really made it big time in 2001. Uh, he plays Alex West and Noah Taylor as Bryce. Yep. So this actually raked in 274 million point, 274.7 million. Which is double what the budget was, Dan. Yes. Not good. No. Because if you think about all your merchandising and everything as well, um, and your licensing, I I doubt that would have broken even. Hmm. But yeah, it did receive negative reviews, earning only 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. It did. Um, they actually put senseless, senseless plot and action sequences with no emotional impact. IGN gave the film a damaging 0.0 score disaster rating. Oh, wow. So that's quite damning. I wouldn't say it's that bad, but it, I I never really thought of it like that. But Angelina Jolie just... She deli- delivers some kind of suave character to, mm. to the film. This is a, a, a an heiress to a county or some description or something. Yeah. Um, family's very well off. She speaks very, very posh. But it's just bland. I mean, and it is emotionless. I don't know if it's like that, but yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, the premise is beautiful and brainy. Lara is the heroine of Idos Interactive's phenomenally successful Tomb Raider game series. Yeah. It is one woman's fearless quest crisscrossing the globe in an amazing attempt to save the world. So I actually did go to the cinema to see this with a friend, Alex. Did you really? I did. Do you know what happened? You threw up in your bucket of popcorn and you promptly left the cinema 20 minutes in. More embarrassing. Well, probably not embarrassing. You yourself. Me and my mate ended up chatting up a couple of couple of birds. Okay. Not birds, but you know, women. Yeah. Is that 2019 of you? No. We're South Coast England. <laughs> I'm English, I'm British. Birds. Um... Ladies, did did I end up going home? With so a woman under the hang arm? on a minute, two thousand and one. You're fifteen. I would have been fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, Check you out. Chatting a couple, couple of girls. All right. Did I walk home with one of them under my arm? No, they buggered off with a couple of other blokes instead. Oh no. Yeah. Hashtag fail. Busted. Yeah. It's good effort though. Mm, it takes some um, some kahunas to, to to chat up a, a lady in the old cinema, especially at fifteen when you're quite shy. Yeah, man. But hey, uh, well done, fifteen-year-old Dan. I have a lot of respect for him, even though he failed, right? Oh, you got to be in it to win it. True, true. But yeah, that's my that's my uh, anecdote for the week. I love it. Okay, <laughs> cool, good. But yeah, unfortunately, there is a sequel to uh, this Lara Croft film. Yeah, this one is absolutely appalling. Have you got the scores for this one too? No, I don't. But it was the Cradle of Life from two thousand three. Yeah, so bad. I mean, they did. Um... The only impressive scene in this is where they... And I think they actually did it. The base jumping with a wingsuit. Oh, yeah. And that was a really good scene. And they actually... Well, stunt people did it. Um, and that was fantastic. And they were, you know, gliding across... I think it was Dubai or something or a city a cityscape. It was really quite a, a fantastic um, scene. But again, there was no real storyline. And it was all just gratuitous globe trotting but with really nothing to hang together it was just a bit mm. a bit nothing really yeah I mean have you seen the, the latest reboot no is it any good no or, no still just as bad 
worse? Better? So this one with Angelina Jolie, she's running around with dual Berettas, I think, or dual pistols shooting things. And it's quite fun. The teenager in you just, just takes a lot of joy about seeing the literal kind of iteration of something you're playing on the PlayStation. <clears throat> the the latter, more recent Tomb Raider games, the Rise of Tomb Raider, etc. That's like a crossbar and arrow and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's gritty and it's more down to earth. So it's it's not like it's not a, a hypersexualized character. She she still has like the 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 money and the inheritance and the drive, but it's it's more about her wanting to learn more about the world mm. as opposed to her hunting and being glamorous whilst doing it. But the the storyline was weak. Given the games are so so good, um, and they're some of the best games I've ever ever played. And actually, I'm I'm halfway through the latest one. Um, just the the, the the latest one with Alicia Vikander was just poor. It, it didn't. I don't think it even made the money back on the budget. But they're filming the second one, so they're still going ahead with the second. So they're one. still playing on, but I don't know why. And there's no there's no logical reason. So the end of the the latest film doesn't leave on a cliffhanger, doesn't open a door. So I don't quite know what Edos are actually doing. But either way, they're they're throwing some more money at it. Damn. Not good. Not good at all. So yeah, um, I can't add anything else to that, Dan. Um, disappointed because it had it had everything going for it. Uh, it is a film of its time, and it's usually can be found on ITV two here on um, yeah. on the UK probably every other weekend. But um, <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, go by all means have a look for five minutes and then flick back onto something else worthwhile. But um, yeah, I got that one too, and it's just disappointing. Yeah, agreed. More popular franchises Assassin's Creed oh this had Fazbender in it Fazbender 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 him tomato tomato yeah 2016's effort so uh, Michael Fazbender Marion Cotillard Jeremy Irons and Brennan mm. Gleeson so it was a meaningful cast they didn't throw mediocre money or staff at this or cast I say Synopsis is that through a revolutionary technology that unlocks his genetic memories, Callum Lynch, played by Fastbender, experiences the adventure or adventures of his ancestor, Aguilar de Nerja, in 15th century Spain. Callum discovers he is descended from a mysterious secret society, the Assassins, and amasses incredible knowledge and skills to take on the oppressive and powerful Templar organisation in the present day. Now, the budget is £125 million it pretty much doubled that to 240 million at the end of the day. So it didn't do great. Not great. To the point where Rotten Tomato so far on this episode is the lowest score so far, 18%. Ouch. Audience gave it 43, and I don't know why, maybe they were drunk. because um, <laughs> Drunk like me this week. Apparently, Assassin's Creed is arguably better made and certainly better cast than most video game adaptations. I'm not sure if I agree. Mm. Unfortunately, the cgi fueled end result still is a joyous, joylessly overplotted slog now I I absolutely adore up until Assassin's Creed Syndicate which I think is number 6 of the franchise of the games yeah I think they're really really good they excel in storytelling expanding on historical famous historical figures throughout time um, this first one was as it said 15th century so medieval pre-medieval um, history yeah but the more popular was Ezio Auditore from Italy, 
going through Rome, Florence, uh, Venice, etc. Uh, in the games. And I don't know why I didn't choose that popular character of the games. Like, he, he had three games. This one yeah. I had one, I think. Um, and in the, in the Assassin's Creed um, gaming universe, almost like a bed... If you if you if you're up to your sci-fi, it looks like a a cryogenic chamber. You lay down in this bed, and it kind of accesses your genetic memories. It's a far-fetched kind of concept, but it works as you get through mm. through the games. In this one, there's these weird tentacle things that plug you into your back and then lift you up into the air. In the film, it, and a lot of the the gaming community just said, "Why did you do that?" Mm. It didn't add anything to it, and if if nothing else, you just he just had poor Michael Fassbender suspended in in air on wires, which, which is terribly uncomfortable, apparently, for hours on end. It didn't really add anything to it, and he took something away from the gaming franchise. Yeah. So they tried to reinvent something that didn't need it, and it just it just was confusing. Um, I didn't enjoy it. I watched about halfway through and turned it off because it's nothing like what it should have been or I expected it to be. Um, and to that extent, I probably am with Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was just absolutely appalling. Um, Fastbender at the time, I mean, he's been in the recent X-Men franchise, the First Class reboot, which has now come to an end. Thank God. Oh, God. But yes. he, he, he was a flavour of the two or three years prior to that. So they, they had a notable actor in there. It stalled in early production. Couldn't find a proper scriptwriter, and what they did find was absolutely bullshit. So I, I'm really annoyed by this one because it, it it's a much loved franchise of my own because I've been playing it for the last 15 years or so. Mm. Crikey, it's been that long. It's been a while, and uh, they mucked it up. So if you haven't seen it, don't bother. It's nothing like the games, and you just be wasting your time. That's a shame. And to that end, I don't know what Michael Fassbender has done since then. 2016 has he been in recent films in the last three years uh, he was probably in Dark Phoenix X-Men Magneto yeah we don't want to talk about that it's boring oh, I still haven't seen it no not gonna no not interested no I might give it a blast give it a, a quick spin on here and be like it's trash I'm already predicting the future Alex got my crystal ball out you have can you put it back in it's a bit unnerving yeah part time yeah that's, that's, seen some weird stuff it's, it's gross um, <laughs> but yeah uh, nah not interested so um that is definitely hashtag get and see. Really is, yeah. Uh, so, my crystal ball has got something positive. No. Yeah. Okay. Pokemon Detective Pikachu from ah. this year. Yeah, yeah. Fair play, actually. I saw this two months ago. About the same. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's really good. Probably one of the only computer game films I've watched recently. I thought, you know, this is really good. Like the graphics are phenomenal. Yeah. And they, Ryan Reynolds is just... He's perfect. They he's so, so good. filmed it in London and just made it look completely different other than, like, you see the gherkin. Was it London? Yeah. Oh, did, wow. Did you not spot the gherkin? I got, no, I got the feeling it was, like, a, a European kind of metropolis, but I didn't get that they, they overlaid the streets of London yeah, onto it. Because so, for those who haven't seen it or have no inclination of seeing it, it's based, basically set in, like, an idyllic, idyllic utopian society where Pokemon, these fluffy creatures... Of varying, very different colours and sizes, live side by side with humans. Yeah. Whereas in the rest of the world, they don't. They're like wild animals out in the wilderness, and you capture them, and then they become your your captured and captured friends. It's a weird kind of concept. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I didn't realise in London. Yeah. Wow. 
my other half, when we were watching it, she went, this is London. I went, no, nah, surely not. It looks like some sort of Japanese city. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as I saw the Gurkha, I was like, no, you were right. That's a fantastic spot there, Claire. Yeah. Because um, I wouldn't have guessed that. But yeah, we both really enjoyed it. Yeah. So anyone unfamiliar with this film, uh, it's directed by Rob Letterman. It's produced by Mary Parent, Kale Boiter, Hindanala or Hindanaga, should I say, Katakami. They get some really cool names this week, Alex. Does does that name have a question mark after it, or is that just your, your pronunciation? I'm just going to put a question mark after it. Don McGowan. And the story is written by Dan Hernandez, my good old namesake, Benji Samet, and Nicole Perman, who actually wrote Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and Captain Marvel. So she's she's a heavy hitter? Yeah. Okay. So the premise for this one is Ace Detective Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son Tim to find out what's happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, wisecracking, adorable, super sleuth, Detective Pikachu, or Ryan Reynolds. Finding that they are uniquely equipped to work together, as Tim is the only human who can talk with Pikachu... They join forces to unravel the untangled mystery. So it's not really a star-studded cast. No, actually, I don't think anyone is recognisable in this, I think, apart from the voice of Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. you got Catherine Newton, who plays Lucy Stevens. Justice Smith as Tim Goodman. Uh, eagle-eyed watchers would have seen Rita Ora as Dr. Anne Laurent. Really? Yeah. Okay. And... Chris Gere is Roger Clifford. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't find out what the the budget for this film was, but it did rake in a good four hundred thirty one point six million dollars. Yeah, that's decent. Even Rotten Tomatoes was kind to it. Sixty eight percent. Is that fresh? I don't know. Actually, I'm not. I don't au- know what their boundaries are, but that's still pretty good for Rotten I'm Tomatoes. Not au fait with the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. scale. And Forbes called the film best video game movie ever. You know what, I'm not inclined to disagree with that, actually. As I say, this is probably the only film that I've watched recently as part of the homework that I really enjoyed. Yeah, because the storyline is it's actually it's meaningful, and it doesn't... If you haven't seen any of the Pokemon television programmes, by now we're too old for it. Um, but it does bring back some nostalgia when I go and visit my um, my brother-in-law, who's 11. Get your head around that one. And he's watching it, and um, no, I don't recognise the TV programmes because obviously it's no, it's five, six seasons yeah. from when I would have even recognised it. But I still, I still appreciate nostalgic elements, and they've done so well in just giving nods to to different Pokemon kind of characters, um, and they have literally brought them to life. And it's it's not in your face. No, I think they do very well in like easing the audience into it. And it, it it's not the detriment to the storyline. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, he isn't like Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. No. But he's he's funny in like an innocent way, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I really like it. It's clean cut, it's PG rated, and it's just a good good film, fun film. And I think I watched it in a couple of sittings, but that's only because I've got a busy lifestyle. And actually, I, it's testament to the fact I went back to it. Yeah, even absolutely. so many times, and I I really enjoyed it. So um, that's a really good shout, actually, Dan. I'd watch I it again. It was, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, 
But like that, a spot. That wraps up me this week because I say I've got a lot of beef with these computer game films and it yeah. makes me angry that we've not really had a good one. I know. Well, we've... Other than Detective Pikachu. Well, three. Yeah, true. I'll have to lend you um, uh, Need for Speed because um, I really like it. Okay. I'm up for that. Do it. But um, what has the, uh, the social said? We have got the accidental pod. Uh, I still oh, need to yeah. check these guys out. I can't find them on my usual podcasting streaming service, so I'll have to maybe jump on Spotify. Yeah, or we'll give 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 them a shout and find out where they are. But um, they do they do give us some love from time to time, don't they? They do. Um, they said honestly, I didn't mind the first Lara Croft movie if I look at it as a standalone entity. Is it Shakespeare? No, but if it's on TV, I'll probably watch it. I'll also be scrolling on my phone, but dot 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 crazy emoji face. Okay. Um, um, I mean, I, I don't disagree. If there's nothing else on TV, it is watchable. Mm. The first one. It's just it could have done so much more with that franchise. That's all. Yeah. But I mean, Jolie does pull off a version, but it is emotionless. Next up, we got Louise. She loves Resident Evil. Now, how we didn't pick up on these films, I'm not sure. Um, I I contemplated it because I've seen three of them. Yeah. You think when I have seen three of them, I didn't mention it. It was because I wasn't enamoured by them. Because once you've seen the first one, you've seen the other two. Agreed. And then the two more after that, I think. I saw one where they sort of end up on a boat. Would that make any sense to you? I was nah, going I back think, a few years. Yeah, but... it'd be at least 10, 15 years since I've seen the original. But the original was quite good. It was a horror film. Um, but, um, yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't something that really grabbed me long enough to, or, or enough to say, I want to go and see it again. Yeah. But I can see why Louise mentions it, for sure. Uh, we got some love from uh, Strong Island. Oh, yeah. So we've got Brad Sked, who... I believe he runs the Strong Island Record Company. Yeah. He says, There has never been a good computer game movie tie-in. Ironic thing is, a lot of computer games have incredible narratives of their own, where the storyline spans across multiple hours. Yeah. Squashing them all down into an 80-minute Hollywood cash-and-grab never works. No. And then Strong Island... Uh, replied to him so shout out to Strong Island anyone unfamiliar with Strong Island they are probably one of the best creative outputs in our city they do clothing yeah I'd agree with that they do photography they've got the record label which I never knew have they yeah they're, yeah, they're, um, they're really active in um, in Portsmouth and it's pretty much fair to say they keep the pound in Pompey mm, yeah definitely uh, they replied with, imagine if E.T. had been a movie spin-off of the Atari game. Uh-huh. I mean, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, you didn't know this, Dan, and we'll talk about this off-air, but um, essentially Atari binned off an absolute shit-ton, literally, of their cartridges into a landfill in Mexico. Mm. And there is um, the fabled run of the E.T. game. Apparently, there's only one or two that actually ever made the wilderness, um, and it's it's a very rare game for that console. And you could probably find a good couple of thousand copies um, underground somewhere. And people are trying to find where this these games were buried because they're long sought after, apparently, 
the worst game ever created <laughs> that actually went to production. And the tire went, shit, this is so bad. We can't even put this out into into the into the market. We need to bin this. So My they boat. buried it. So um, yeah, that's what it refers to. E.T. is a legit game that never saw the light of day for for most of the world. That's quite damning. It's bye. Yeah, get in the ground. Get in the ground. Yeah, six <laughs> foot in fact. Uh, Accent pod again. Um, the list I found online is a merger's row of awfulness. But I always loved the Final Fantasy movie, The Spirits Within, from 2001. Okay. Uh, it was a marvel for a 100% CG movie. I love Final Fantasy, so I'm aware that I'm totally biased. The movie was a complete bomb. Okay. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Is that like a bit of a mix? mix it sounds like a good thing. Um, but acknowledges, I guess, that they are biased by the fact they love the franchise. But yeah. someone asked your own heart, I guess, because you're in the same camp. Well, apart uh, from the fact you didn't like it. I did see Spirits Within at cinema, and it was a car crash. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. I went with my cousin, I think, just I think a, a day before I went to Florida on holiday. And uh, thank God I went to Florida the next day. To lift you up. To lift me up after a terrible film. Yeah. But I think that's it for our... Uh, for our listeners, we do yeah. get a lot, and I get it because. Uh, well, they're so bad. They are. bad. Why would you want? You probably haven't seen them, to be fair. Um, but a couple of a couple of people have, and they've uh, they have contributed. Um, I've got a couple of honourable mentions before we get into the socials and how to, yeah. to get in contact, Dan. Um, Max Payne, two thousand eight. Mark Wahlberg. Have you okay. played the Max Payne games? No, but I'm. I've, Familiar with them? Phenomenal. You can actually get uh, Max Payne on mobile now. Really? Uh, yeah, because they're they're um, ninety eight. I want to say ninety eight. They're quite old now. Um, it's all about a detective who is framed for murder um, of a a colleague, and it all ends up um, leading to drugs, a new high street drug that has um, some background. Um, in uh, military application it all basically goes into a massive conspiracy um, really fantastic storyline and the game's quite enjoyable quite dated but so I recently downloaded it for uh, iOS so played it on the iPad and the, my XR and it looked beautiful um, brought back good memories but Mark Wahlberg's version does not oh dear it's, it's pretty shit um it lost its way and it tried to do the whole kind of um, Sin City kind of noir oh, feel okay. to it, but it went half-assed and ultimately just, it just failed. Never half-ass something. Whole oh, no. Out, whole ass it. Yeah, 100%. Be fully committed, balls out. Uh, and it didn't. It only got one, one ball out and it just oh. it wasn't great. I can imagine just getting one ball out. You're quite uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah. Very cold. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah enough about that it did feature Nelly Furtado though and she was enjoying a career back in the 2000s yeah she had quite a good music career I'm like a bird yeah, well I, could be, you could look like Big Bird if you're wearing a, <laughs> a yellow hoodie today but you're wearing a red one so I'm not quite sure about yeah. that Dan but um, yeah she she didn't have an acting career at least not after that film um, and the other one Doom okay you seen that one I haven't seen the film, but I played the games. Very gritty. Did you enjoy the, the game? The games? Yeah, it was all right. Two thousand five. This film, starring Carl Urban. We know Carl. Yeah, big fan. The Boys. The Boys. Star Trek. Yeah. Amongst other things, Rosamund Pike. 
I'm never a fan of his actress. I don't think she's particularly um, talented British actress. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, take it or leave it. Well, he's the most highest grossest paid uh, actor in Hollywood at the minute. He's gone back to wrestling. FYI, is he? Rocked up at SmackDown the other week. Yeah. Uh, slamming people with the rock bottom and giving the people's elbow. Mm. Well, the people's elbow was actually applied to this film, quite literally, because Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 19%. Ooh. Audience gave it 34%. Okay. Budget was 60 million. How does it make? 120? 55. Oh, yeah. That's savage. Not good. And the only part of it was that um, halfway through the uh, the film, they then gave it a first person um, element. So it's like you're yeah. playing the game, but it was in like a IRL kind of, um, kind of film. And it was pretty cool, but that's like two minutes of footage. Uh and yeah, it just it just wasn't a pretty film. Um, I got it cheap on DVD back when I was at uni, and it was worthwhile paying a fiver for it. But now, it's probably not even worth putting your your tears of coast on top. Probably get it for a quid down at CEX. You'd be um, ripped off if you did. <laughs> um, the scores and the, and the, and the lost money speaks for itself. So yeah, um, there are plenty of absolutely appalling films out there. But hopefully, listener, we have helped you to. Um, basically avoid them and there are some gems in the rough yeah definitely um, so if you haven't seen those good ones um, take a look they'll be on most streaming services or perhaps push the boat out gamble your $10 or 10 quid on a, um, a Blu-ray and go have a butcher's because actually those are some really good films and mm. um, yeah we definitely enjoyed them for sure definitely but if you want to get involved in future episodes we're going to be talking about some of our favourite Marvel Cinematic Universe moments. Yeah, there's some big stuff going on over the last 10 years. Uh, in each of those t- 20... 23 films? Yeah, 23 films. Some jaw-dropping moments, some WTFs, mm. and some nostalgic kind of comic book panel ports. But what were your favourites? Yeah. And um, what, you know, what... what raise the hairs on, on uh, the back of your neck because there were a couple for me Yeah. so I'm uh, really interested to hear about what your thoughts are coming out of those films over the last decade doesn't matter how big, small, funny or dramatic it is it can be something even as minuscule as a quote that you absolutely loved Yeah. but um, let us know, get in contact and uh, we'll share your views in that episode it should be a big mm. one so our listeners can hit us up on Facebook the weekly roundup with Alex and Dan we can on Twitter at Hello underscore TW Red. Don't get the underscore. Always the underscore. Yeah. Because uh, that throws me off every week. It does. On Instagram at hello dot TW Red. Yep. Or Gmail. Hello. No, it's not hello, is it? Yeah. Hello, yeah. Hello dot TW Red at gmail.com. It is, yeah. Um, or you can leave us a voicemail, uh, a voice message. In the description below, there's a hyperlink to Anchor. Anchor are brilliant. They've just been bought out by Spotify, but they are a startup in all intents and purposes. And they distribute our podcasts absolutely everywhere worldwide. So uh, go give them some love. Record via that platform. Be part of the show. And uh, we'll port your lovely, glorious, beautiful, silky voice into our show. Mm. And you can be part of the episode. And keep an eye on the socials for new stuff. Because obviously we'll have new episodes to line up very soon as well. Yeah, we're very active actually. We, we try and do something every day. Uh, and we get some really good engagement so please do continue that we love it we love your involvement in your comments and um, yeah if you want to be part of the the next couple of episodes 
give us a, uh, a hit up on socials. Come talk to me on Twitter. I'm always on there. Hopefully not while I'm supposed to be at work then. Usually just lunch breaks. Yeah, I was going to say a sack of elephants. Yeah, I'm not allowed my phone in my desk. GDPR. I, I guess, yeah. In um, Essentially. In public services, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, Dan. want to hear yes. that. Yeah, well done. Party company man. <laughs> um, not like the private sector would shoot from the hip. No, definitely not. But anyway, for another week. I've been Dan. I've been Alex. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>